I've just... Max, you messed up the intro. Episode 18 of the I Young Old never... Heads podcast. Episodes 18. 18 years old for a podcast. How crazy is that? One a year for the last 18 years we've been doing. How does that feel, Max? I mean, if you take years by dates and make dates by years, then the math makes sense. Time is an illusion is what the lesson is of the early part of this podcast. But Max, let's pretend like it's only been one seven-day week since the last episode here. But I have been on a little bit of a journey around the Midwest. You have been cards maxing around the internet, being cards max. What have you been up to? I have been buying. I've been selling. I've been wheeling, dealing. But everyone knows that already. I went to my local show on Long Island. I'm taking an off-break week from shows this week, and then I'm setting up in Garfield, New Jersey on September 18th. But in the interim, I am applying for more jobs. I've been a little bit – I've been going so intense on the cards that the jobs and career hasn't been forefront lately, but now it's becoming more forefront because of just the fatigue I'm getting from cards. Well, who knows? You know I'm always team cards, Max, full-time cards, but – We'll have to readdress. We'll re-talk about that topic at another time. But... Well, I have to give the podcast some love and some juices. Otherwise, it can't stand itself. And Tommy, Mr. Employed, you're giving <laughs> all you can. I have to give my unemployed time to this top podcast as well. I know, I know. Between having a real job and producing this world-class podcast, there's not a lot of time in my days these days. But we grind. And this weekend, I was grinding cards as usual. We were out. I was out with the LedX team out at the Baseball Card Exchange grand opening at their new shop out in Sherrysville, Indiana. That was pretty cool. The shop is massive and massive and has a lot of space. I can see it kind of being used as an event space for cards, but also I can see them having a lot of like dollar bins and stuff. Uh, for this sh- opening, they had a lot of high-end stuff, like a 52 mantle out, a lot of like super nice high-end memorabilia and stuff. I don't expect them to do that all the time, but um, the wax selection they had was truly impressive they had wax you pretty much could rip any tops flagship hobby box between like 2000 to now max you had something to say you have a question no, about quite, the wax no well, quite the opposite i was changing internet connections and i wanted to make sure you kept talking but oh, there we go i can keep talking the, but the internet's good now the internet's but good now good. N- nice little young old heads technical difficulty i'll make sure i'm on do not disturb but a little something that came to mind i guess because you were bringing up the 52 mantle is that it's a little bit harder to find some of these ultra higher end vintage cards i know devout listener of the podcast at saratoga slabs was mentioning this to me in his hunts for a nice willie mays and i believe he's looking for a 53 tops mantle Mm-hmm. but some of these cards don't show up too often, let alone at strong prices. I know I've teased the idea to myself of getting a really beat up 52 top span as like a grail. And there is one authentic, I'm now, now I'm just going on a tangent, but so what, <laughs> so what you're listening. This is how it there, is. There is a CSG authentic altered Mickey Mantle slab for like 17,000 on eBay. But it's like destroyed. It's I think most PSA ones do about thirty thousand. This one's at seventeen thousand, and it is for a reason. It is beat to shreds. But that's the card that's always in the back of my mind. 
and getting some of these vintage cards are tough if you are even a proactive buyer. I saw a guy on Twitter who posted a Jackie Robinson 48 Leaf, just absolutely beat the shit, authentic slabbed. He wanted 6K for it. And then if Mantle's going, what do you say, 17? 17. Just my gut is that Jackie Robinson should not do that small percentage of a Mickey Mantle. So I'm, I'd buy Jackie over Mantle there, but I understand where you're going. Iconic cards, hard to find. I was in Ship Shawana the next day, in the next couple of days. Great mm-hmm. show, one of the best shows out there. They had, I saw a few 52 Mantles. There's a couple, there's some really high-end guys that go there. It's like a, the, probably the biggest range of any card show you'll ever go to in terms of like dealers who are doing straight dollar stuff, like random stuff to the most high-end stuff ever. This is guy, Chicago Mike, Big Mike. He uh, he sets up at Shipshawana and he's an absolute legend. He has probably the coolest showcases known to man. He, uh, the one card, he always has a card that I've never seen before. And I had never seen, do you know about these like inaugural edition sets that were released by Tops for like the Marlins and... Who was the other team that debuted back then? Maybe the D-backs? I don't know. Are but... we talking for the team that debuted or just like the stadiums? No, it's just the team. So like there's like a team debut set for each of those teams. Like I forget who the other team is, but he had a Bo Jackson Marlins one and it was PSA 10. I was like, damn, that's pretty dope. I've never seen something like that. So shout out Mike, the legend. Um, shout out Shipshawana. That is a show that has a pretty interesting thing where they have a trade night the night before where it's like 80% dudes with cases walking around and you can just set up anywhere. Like it's like a free for all situation. And then the next day is like actual dealers, less percentage of people walking around with cases, but still get them out. Definitely Tommy, a cases heavy show. What is your strategy or not even your strategy, your plan of action for these trade nights? Cause you are not a Zion wielding briefcase holding flipper. No, I, uh, I actually had a fun time this one I set up. As opposed to most of them, you not having fun times? Like, is uh, that genuinely, not facetiously? No, no, no. Trade nights, I don't really go to too many trade nights. Like, if I do at, like, the National or something, I'm usually just, like, kind of buying. Just, like, just, like, use it as another time to, like, look for PC stuff. But um, in Ship Shawan, I kind of took advantage of the fact that you can set up at a table pretty easily. And I set up with one of the guys that I work with in we dealt out some high, like I had some decent like 50 to $100 stuff that I was putting out there. I sold like maybe $60 worth of stuff. I also had like dollar bins there that people were digging through. So that was fun. I actually turned a lot of my cards straight into, or all the cash that I made straight into cards. I got this Clay Thompson out of 99 blue relic game used uh, for 20 bucks. And then this Durant out of 99 with the trophies. I love this card from Mosaic. Got that for twenty bucks too. So that was a that was a fun night where I could just like flip straight into something, um, which I don't really do very much. So it was fun to do that. But I still have a lot of cards from my sale that I want to sell in order to keep funding you my payments that I've been paying you for the posy that we talked about a few weeks ago. But that those payments are still going in. Listeners need to be updated on that. The Venmos are you going are in. you are halfway through. We're halfway through. We are increasing the fun times that I get to have with my Venmo captions were confusing Max. I sent one that said podcast fee and he didn't understand that I was just sending him more money for the pop, the posy and it wasn't actually me paying him for the podcast. So that was, yeah. Speaking of podcast fees, I just paid you one and you will be receiving it in the mail soon. Oh, well I need to send you the stickers that I still need to send out to a million people. Um, But quickly to go through the rest of my pickups from ship just real quick for your edification. Got this Trey Turner Blue Refractor Gold Cup out of 150. Got this for two bucks. That felt like an easy money deal. 
uh, Harper Gold Cup Refractor Tops Chrome I got for like 15 bucks, which felt like a good deal. I don't know. 72-73 rebound leaders with Wilt Chamberlain and Nate Thurman, Warriors legend. Always a good one. Uh, we got Buster Posey uh, Silver from first year of baseball prison, which doesn't really mean much to anyone, but this insert's kind of cool. It says MV- Team MVP, and it's a silver, so pretty nice card for like five bucks or whatever. I got this like Game of Thrones 3D card where the dragon flies across like some hill. Thought that was just dope for like a dollar. And then we got the Marco Scudero era card where it's Angel Pagan in the picture. And that's out of 25 or something. And then, you know, I love first year optic. We talked about this set a lot in the iconic sets, but I got an orange refractor or orange silver, whatever the fuck Panini wants to call it. Clay, Explicit podcast movement. For the PC, Tyson Ross, low key high school alumni same as me so he got a black parallel out of 64 and then we got a blue mirror out of 50 rich aurelia who's way before your time max so you don't have to get into that not that much of an old head not that much of an old head but yeah those are the cards i bought in Chipshawana. i bought some other cards at baseball card exchange but those are kind of just more random stuff i did have one question for you um do you know what the deal is with this so i got a juan soto gold cup with the 150 years stamp on it where, where did that come from oh that was just a short print but not really short print that was pack pulled in 2019 they were more common than rainbow foils but also those are pack pulled those are pack pulled weird those stamps. are pack pulled those are oh. like a normal parallel oh, okay but like yeah. only for that year yeah i got it for like two bucks so i'm not really tripping but i just was confused with soto yeah you're cooking i'm cooking i'm cooking uh I got one fun fact for you. Something we talk, I talk to Kimball about this sometimes. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but just talking about like first relics for sports. So I got this set. This is 2001 SP Authentic Golf. Their tour swatches, vertical out of 500 relics are the first relics from golf, really. And I picked up a couple from that set. I decided that maybe that could be a fun golf, like long term set for me to collect out of 500 from 2001, just those tour relics because. That's like Tiger has a nice one out of 500. It's one of his first numbered relics. I just think, you know, fuck it. It's a good golf set to build, and I like it. Vertical numbered game tournament used relics. Can't go wrong there. So there's my long-winded spiel of all the weird cards I bought this weekend, Max. I want to hear a little bit about what you bought, too. What did I buy? I know this weekend I was softer on the buying. I bought a John Kenzie Noel Green and Mookie Betts rookie card. For, oh, and a Desmond Bain, first off the line, Origins, auto out of 49, purple. I think I got all of that for 90 bucks, give or take. It was a soft show for me. It was a local show. Yeah. I don't think the dealers are the strongest where I am. What the fuck is first off the line, Origins? Give me, give me a. Uh, purple autographs out of 49 are exclusive to first off the line. Origins is a set that I hope that gets murdered off in the next few years i'm not a fan personally okay fair agree uh i've mostly been having a lot of fun with pwcc the worst being when i have two fantasy drafts right before extended bidding start so i am scurrying to put vitamins in my vault and get ready for the bids um i know in general i wish i could like but maybe once we get like the full tech team, we'll put these cards on the wall on the podcast. Yeah, full tech. But team. It, I know I had some very nice flips of I think two weeks ago. 
I had a 2017 Derek Jeter Bowman Chrome Auto out of 30, which was like a 1997 Refractors that never were. Yeah, that thing is sick. And I bought it on PWCC. It didn't have many comps. Flipped it, made like $300 in the under a week. Then last week, I bought a BGS 95 Aaron Judge Rookie Heritage Auto. And I bought it. It wasn't a true gem. It was a 10.95.959, but yeah. also not min gem. Bought it, put it on eBay, sold in the day, made 200 bucks. Bang. Those are Bang. sweet. Wait, also, can we start? I'm going to start like Instagram posting the cards that we talk about in each episode. Oh, so. that's, that's kind of genius. Yeah, this is more of like Follow an under- at Young Old Heads podcast. On this is like more of like an underground episode. Like there won't be like a killer amount of clips. We'll be like, we know the OGs are listening this far. Yeah, and honestly, there's something about just true card talk that I think just isn't out there. So talking, getting in the nitty gritty, as you like to say, nitty gritty about nitty gritty, like the weird individual cards that we're buying and why we're buying them. Like, why did I buy this fucking? Um, inscription auto from baseball card exchange because this dude's nickname was the secretary of defense and he wrote that as a nickname in the inscription like that's just cool stuff i got a greg popovich base card for one dollar like come on you can't you don't get this sort of content from any other podcast max and that's just yeah real fact i i will say like pwcc hunting is fun because of course, I mean, obviously, you know, you get the aforementioned like four figure cards and you make like a 15, 20% margin selling them easy. Sometimes you get those, and obviously, that's great. But the oddball stuff that you find, I feel like, is stuff that you'll never find at a show. Um, I mean, just to bring a few examples, um, one, I mean, a huge card that I won last week was a Glaber Torres SSP that's two S's. For two S's. Two S's. Super short print rookie card, 2018, Glaber Torres, fielding in gray. I mean, that's a $100 card right there. I won it for $13. Oh, huge cards maxed up there. Huge. Yeah. We got to post um, that in the, in the Instagram post. I will once it's cracked. <laughs> but, or I guess, yeah, I have the image of it. Um, another card that I was tracking but lost and didn't want to be too aggressive on because I didn't know if it like technically counted for... Derek Jeter black cards was that there is a 2007 tops update league leaders Derek Jeter copper out of 56 every young old heads listener mega genius knows that in 2007 the base set was black so in order to keep the continuation of black parallels they made them copper out of 56 and then every other year is black I didn't know how to how aggressive I wanted to be especially since it was an all-star card PSA 8.5 that ended at $52. I did not win it. There is a Mike Trout Trops, Tops Transcendent VIP one of one, that PSA 10 that did 135. That's about the raw going rate. So my point in saying this, I mean, half of these are cards I didn't even win. But in addition to the monster car, monster four-figure cards on the weekly auctions, like Bowman, Chrome, Otani autos that like take a house to afford or maybe at least like a, a week's paycheck. Or two weeks paycheck. I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I'm unemployed. But like stuff like the, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. employee edition set and the Derek Jeter Copper, you are rarely going to find those at card shows. But like if you are the demographic that's hunting for them, you're going to find some fun stuff. 
if you're finding it to flip, the margins like weren't there enough for me to want to aggressively say, hey, I'm going to get this and I'm going to flip this. Uh, but there's some cooler stuff that you don't see every day that's there at around all price points. Young Old Head sponsored by PWCC. I wish I could use a bag. But PWCC, I, if I was buying stock in auction houses, I would probably invest a lot of it in PWCC, a lot of it in Heritage. And that would probably be where I stand pat on those. <laughs> Heritage doesn't make much noise, but they're good at what they do. Dude, Heritage. No, 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 no. I mean, like, they're not. and carry a big ass bag. That's the Heritage auctions. Yeah. Heritage, Heritage just churns high end buyers, they yeah. devour them. PWCC is for the card guy. Well, maybe, yeah, PWCC for the card guy. I like this. But maybe it's because Golden. No one wants to try, no one trusts Golden if he's running around the news stations with these cards. I don't know. I may or may not. I'm looking at a Golden item. I've never been on Golden before, but I'm looking at a Golden item that I may try to flip if it goes low enough. We'll see. Check back in next week. Because... Max, Max meets Lower Golden once at the bar, and now he's buying Golden Auctions hostings. I have things that I cannot say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep well max continuing our wonderful conversation about pwcc and the auction houses do you so pwcc for the card person is niche stuff it's kind of like it's almost but it's like cool, it, but there's cool stuff on it and there's stuff for every era there's what do you think is, what do you not see on pwcc auctions like what do you not like what do you see on ebay that you don't see there and vice versa i think the general just auctioning off like i think on ebay like the rare stuff is usually just buy it now at a pretty high price versus like PWCC, you get the chance at the auction that usually doesn't pop up on eBay, right? Like, um, the stuff that catches my attention most on PWCC, maybe it's because I'm not actively looking for it as much on eBay, is I'd say stuff from about two, baseball from 2000 to 2010. Granted, when I am doing my auction hunting, I literally only look at 2000 to two, 2022 baseball, and sometimes I venture into Pokemon because the other stuff is just too foreign to me. I tried looking at basketball and I'm like, I don't, I love basketball. I don't love basketball cards. I can't say I know what I'm doing when I'm browsing the basketball section. I know what I'm doing when I'm in the baseball section of target. Yeah. I mean, PWCC. <laughs> that, that checks out. I think for me, it's like basketball is just a wild west of things. Like I went through at Chip Shawana, some guy had a, full band of like case hits from panini and i was like i don't even really know what half of these cards are they're like studio case hits and stuff for like 50 bucks 40 bucks for random guys and i'm like i don't even know what these are like i maybe i'm just an uneducated ignorant for like collector here but like, yeah maybe you are but like these are rare i guess but this dude just hoards them and then puts them in these bins these shows i don't know panini's just weird as we always say um but i love hearing about your your exploits on PWCC because usually you send me a few nice ones and I get it just observed from afar. I had some cards that ended on eBay that I was watching that I did not purchase that I would like to mention real quick. Um, how much do you think what a Bryce Harper Gold Cup Emerald Shimmer would go for? I can't answer that question. But I was looking at a Mike Trout Silver Slate Excuse me, not Silver Slate. Blue Sapphire Sparkle out of 25 Redemption PSA 9. Not Rookie Cup, but AL Rookie of the Year winner from 
I think nasty. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, yeah. No, I was second highest bidder and I lost in that. What did it go for? What did it go for? I think they went for like two twenty five. Two twenty five. Wow, that's a good deal. Um, I had a couple cards and like, dude, like a Juan Soto Sapphire Gold Cup went for one hundred and twenty dollars. I didn't. Yes, because that is Juan Soto's first Sapphire card. There we go. That's that is good, that is the insight with that. Good insight. That's actually a card I didn't know about. I didn't know that was a deal. I that's a, something that I don't agree with. I think for Sapphire is stupid, especially when there's a thousand of them. And now no money, no one, no many, no one really cares about Juan Soto right now. Baseball is down. You he can hear it more on my cardboard talks on Thursday night with Logan's League because those are more flipper centric. Well, but you know, you know, baseball who... is red. Well, yeah, obviously you got to hop into Twitter lives. Those are great times, but there is one guy whose values in baseball are not down. Do you know who this guy is? Is it Otani? Is it Judge? Is it Julio Rodriguez? It is Albert Pujols, bro. Albert Pujols' cards are busting right now, and I have been trying to buy this gold 2002 gold cup out of 2002 from Topps, but it went for like 200 bucks. I'm like, damn, man. I guess people people know about Pujols now. He's hit almost 700 home runs, and I guess that's enough to get the eyes of the hobby, right? 700 home runs? Is that what Jason Dominguez is going to hit in his career probably over or under? I mean, probably more like 800. 800. I think that's a fair guesstimate for sure. Um, but Max, what are, you, what are you selling right now? I saw you sent some stuff off to consignment, and I want to hear your thoughts on that because we haven't talked a ton about your, your strategy with consignment as someone who sells a lot yourself. So what, um, what, what, what I, did you send off and why did you send it off to consignment? I sometimes send cards off to consignment that – I am tired of holding or I feel like I can't move or cards that I recognize that I am not the best at moving. I know some of them were, I think it was a Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts Peacock PSA tens because I know that I'm not the best at moving football and that non quarterbacks are difficult to move in general and I don't really want to be at mercy of week one and week two or week eight. I know that I'm in it for a low margin and that I will let the market decide if I am actually in them for a good price. Another one was the John Kenzie Noel PSA 10 orange Bowman Chrome auto. I bought it in a big Bowman lot a few weeks, a few months back. I, so I was in it for very cheap after selling a lot of the bulk. And after selling a lot of the bulk, the card 10, which I was happy about. And now I'm ready to cash in. I've tried selling it privately, not many bites. So I will let the free market decide. My Mike Trout ETOPS, I am probably taking a beating on, or at the very least, a small loss. That was a PWCC win gone wrong. Trout's gone down in general. And I'm ready to take it and move on with that. I guess the last one or two that come to mind was a PSA 5 Aaron Golden, Aaron Donald Gold Refractor. And not many people want PSA 5s, but someone is going to want that in their home. Again, I know what I'm into it for, and I trust that I'm into it for what was below market, and I'll see if I was right or wrong. And the last two were some niche Tatis rookies that probably took a nosedive, but I will just wash my hands of them. You literally the last month you've been saying buy Tatis. You buy this Tatis random ass cards. Now you're just gonna go take an L on them. No, I still uh, have the mini. 
Well, the mini is that's long term L. You're you took some short term L's on your short term bad thoughts on Tatis. So continue not to listen to Max for his financial advice if you want to save your money. But there's other ways that you can listen to Max to make money. So it, it, I like to think that you come out net positive, Max. No, I did not come out of net positive on Tatis. Not on Tatis, but maybe on some other things. Maybe Desmond Bain one day. Maybe one day. I have net positive on Desmond Bain. I've been doing some trades and a lot of other fun stuff. Yeah, well, do you want to hear some stats on my Twitter sale that I did? Give me some stats. So the last couple of weeks, I've been doing a sale on Twitter to raise money to buy that Buster Posey from Max. I sold, I sold to 38 different people on Twitter with the average stack of like 7.8 cards. The value I did not do, but the value was pretty low. I did a lot of dollar cards, a lot of like two to ten dollar cards. It was a great time, but I quickly remembered that why I don't do stack sales and why I don't sell stuff like this very often. It's because it just takes a lot of work, grunt work of like adding up totals, keeping track of dollar cards. It is fun to see the dollars add up, but um, it's another reminder for me that selling cards all the time is is just takes some of the fun out of it even though it is very motivating to know that I'm like selling cards for a good purpose of like consolidating into the card that you have. And it is fun to see how excited people get when they get your cards in the mail. So like after the fact, once you ship something out and someone hits you up and is like, Oh, thanks for, you know, tossing in some free ones or like, I appreciate all the deals I got. These are sweet. Yeah. It's I, always fun to hear that. I love that stuff. Um, do you get a lot of that on eBay, Max, with your things? I feel like on eBay, you just it's so transactional, you don't get really much. eBay, back. I get it if someone wants a quid pro quo positive feedback. Oh, That's yeah. about it. That's pretty much, yeah, that makes sense. Do people do that as buyers, though? That's yeah, it's like, oh, I just got it, received the mail, received it in the mail, would appreciate it if you dropped the positive feedback. But I am so fatigued from so many annoying eBay messages. Yeah, can we, do you have any that you can pull up? Um... I've had, so I'll tell some stories about my times when I've lowballed people on eBay and they just reply with like, one time I got a guy who goes, like, I don't want to deal with you. You're blocked from my stuff now. And he had like 10 things I was going to like probably buy. And I was like, all right, dude, whatever, whatever you say. And I watched him and he never sold pretty much any of them. So I was, the most oh. annoying is when I get a, like a trade request on eBay from someone with like 20 feedback. That's tough. Um, I got someone i had a psa 7 gold francisco lindor and it had a crushed corner and someone messaged me yeah i see there's a crushed corner but like is there anything else you think would make this a psa 7 and <laughs> someone else someone else granted mo on my anything 20 dollars and up i generally have front and back photos of but for cheaper stuff i just don't do a back photo out of kind of laziness but more so out of time efficiency yeah, but I had a thirty dollars silver Pat Williams silver prism, and someone messaged me, "Can you send me a picture of the back? I intend on grading this. Please let me know." And I'm like, "No, I'm not going to send you a picture that's going to make you less likely to buy." My yeah. I, and I responded, "I I was simply like, it's a thirty dollar card. What you see is what you get. If you don't buy it, someone else will." <laughs> I that that's facts though. I mean. At some point, efficiency has to become part of your game if you're selling a lot of cards. And I know that you give shit to like. Pro I know people. People hate that I that I analyze and analyze, analyze, analogy. I have, of, I have no idea what you're trying to analogy say. Analogy of. Oh my god! 
It, you said analyze. <laughs> yeah. To make anal. This is, an explicit pod- this is an explicit podcast. It's always been an explicit but, podcast. Um, I have a PSA 9 2015 Panini Donruss Curry card. PSA 9, but it's still kind of cool. Um, and so, I have it at $25 bid. And someone said, and I quote, offer dollar sign 16.62 Please hyphen, please hyphen, please. Most points in a game, sixty-two. <laughs> wait, can you? Can wait? What? Wow, that that is just that is a hilarious message. But you bought a ticket, and you're like flexing this ticket on the timeline. And I need you to just say out loud why you bought this ticket and what you thought was so cool about it. Oh no! So I am. I'm not gonna be at fake and shill tickets and like, Oh, tickets are so cool. Like you should spend $3,000 on one. No, that's not me. But like, I do respect the hustle of going to eBay, finding dates of tickets, going to the box score and then seeing if something significant happened. And right now I have two hits per se. I have a ticket stub from I think 19, I don't want to say the year because I don't know what year it is, but it's Dennis Rodman's career high rebounds in a single road game, which was 32 rebounds. That was 10 bucks. And I also grabbed Mitch Richmond's career high playoff points in a single game, which is 34 points. And I grabbed that for $4 plus shipping. So like $9.10 was the exact amount. So there are some cool things if you do the work. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me right now? But you can't, you won't buy basketball cards because you don't get them, but you're buying Mitch Richmond playoff career high in points for, for, nine 10, do- for 10 bucks. Hey, $9.10. No one wants that card. No one gives a fuck about Dennis Rodman on the road career high in rebounds. No one cares about that, Max. I do. That's $10. You are shilling the card market, and I will not allow. No, the, I'm the, not the ticket market. It's oh well. You're in for a surprise then if you think that's shilling the the ticket market. What? In, what's, you what's are in surprise? for a surprise. You don't you, know. Oh, you can't you can't tease me like this, Max. That's you'll not what the get, podcast is for. You'll find out on next episode. All right, I'll find out on the next episode. Like everyone, I was like a like a plebeian of the young old heads world, man. Come yeah. on, whatever. Analyze that, but the. Ticket market is something that I am extremely skeptical of, so I will continue to make fun of as I as I wish as you buy random things like that. Um, I was some some cards I would love to see in the future. Um, David West career high in points on the road in now, November. David West is a no one. And Mitch Rich, oh Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond is a Hall of Famer, the worst Hall of Famer in the NBA's history. Mitch Run Richmond. TMC, you are a Warriors fan, sir. Run TMC TM- is the most overrated team of all time. I don't live through it, but all I know is that they never won shit. And if you don't win stuff in the NBA, you oh, be I'm legendary. sorry that you had four ch- NBA championships recently. Last Knicks championship was 1972, with well, one Finals appearance since then. So I can't be a Warriors fan. I'm sorry, Tommy. Well. I'm sorry for you. I can love struggles. the Carmelo Anthony era of I'm basketball. So, I'm sorry that you're a Yankees get farther fan. than a second. Okay, I started. All right, we're, we're, we're spewing yeah, into sports my, analysis, which yeah, we do not team, do. My team's better than your team. We do not do sports analysis here. We do card analysis. And 
there is one I big look- piece of card news that we have not talked about yet that has to do with the sort of things that we love, which is card nerding. And that is the 2023 Tops design has been released for flagship. And I haven't heard too much conversation about it. It doesn't seem to be too controversial this year, but I wanted to get your initial thoughts and what you were feeling about it. I like it. I like it. Nice. I like that. Um, I also like it. I like the 2000. I like the every 20 years they do the picture in the corner thing. I like that. Yeah. 2003 but not, tops. But there are two other years that are not in every 20 years. It was not. In, it did not imply exclusivity, Max. I agree. That's my words almost verbatim. Yep. Um, I love 2003 tops just as a nostalgic thing that I ripped growing up. So seeing something that looks like that is always something that I'll be supportive of. And uh, I like tops. I don't like tops holding out on Adley Retrimand rookie cards just to promote 2023. That is annoying to me. And I think he should be an update. But um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with that design. I don't know what I always, as you know, I judge a lot of the design based on what the parallels look like. So if gold looks kind of jank or if if they continue to be lazy about Independence Day parallels like we talked about before, that'll be annoying. But that's more of what I care about than the design because I don't think the designs are ever going to be too groundbreaking. Um, oh, but I like that this is new. It's not necessarily the best, but there is such a long and boring streak of designs with tops. And this is something that's at least newer. I at like least it. this one's a little more fun. Arguably the most fun new tops design in a long time. I am pro fun. I am pro fun. Max is pro fun. He's also anti people asking for bet pictures of the backs of cards. He's anti a lot of things these days, but he's also pro fun. Pro golden in many aspects in many aspects um i'm i'm very pro you and logan's twitter spaces that you guys have been doing how you want to give me a you have like a 10 percent attendance record i know i listen i hate to call you out on that in the winter time when it's chicago cold and i'm not traveling as much and i'm just in my house i'll be just like absolutely shit talking in that in that twitter space but what do you guys talk about like you guys you guys more talking about the nitty gritty of baseball? Like, are you going into stats with with um, each other? Also, on like, uh, money and cash talk. Money and cash talk. Um, we were talking about some of the bigger names like Vlad Acuna Soto all being down, and how to react to that. We were discussing the playoff mm-hmm. push and which players to possibly buy. The effect of Topps Chrome on quote unquote the market unquote. Yeah, the new top. Are you talking new tops Chrome coming out? I'm like talking about new tops Chrome coming out on September 16th. Originally planned for January 30, July 31st, then pushed to August 31st, then pushed to September 31st, then recoiled back to September 16th. What are your? Can you give me your the TLDR of what you guys think about that release and what it's going to cause in the market? I am turning a blind eye because I don't think the Soto and Wit autos will be worth it. And the, I will be Soto. I Soto? You mean Franco Wander? I mean Julio Rodriguez. Oh, is he Duh. Juan Soto? Julio Rodriguez is Juan Soto. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know. I th- I'm pro. I'm pro this top Chrome year. Don't, I don't open know. retail. You're gonna get cooked. Yeah, obviously, dude. You I know you have get to warn me. You're gonna I be cooked will... when opening packs, but I know that's in a different type of way. I will open at least one blaster. 
maybe one hobby pack if I can get my hands on one. But I love yeah. Tops Chrome about ba- baseball, but you know that I'm you, at you heart work for only... a card startup, and you're saying if I get my hands on some cards, if I get some. If I get my hands on some cards, you know my, my my ways of getting my hands on some cards. I always do. Yeah, my way is tops now. I actually I did a gen rip this weekend at Baseball Card Exchange because I figured I had to rip something at their place because it was insane. I ripped 2004-2005 Upper Deck Pro Sigs Basketball. And I, I ripped that because it was 200 bucks for Hobby Box, guaranteed auto, and LeBron was in the checklist for autos. And I was like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a product that's less than 200 bucks for a guaranteed auto with LeBron being a possible auto. So I fucked around and did that and I got jack shit. But you pulled the LeBron, right? I pulled the LeBron auto gold out of 50 and it was great. And I sold it for 20K on the spot. I made. For me, I own the auto now. Now Max owns the auto. It's just an yeah. easy deal. It's another classic inside yeah. heads deal. Then no confusion. <laughs> Have you, Max? There is one thing that I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember what it is, but I, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to uh, my homie Jake, who collects coach cards, and I've been having a fun time helping him find new coach cards. Max, in your head, for your PC, what would be the Grail coach card to have? Would it be Mike D'Antoni, Nick's card, Gold Refractor or something? What would be the Grail for you? Do you think Mike Woodson has any cards with hair? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, Mike Woodson he, definitely has bald? cards. You want you want a pre-balled Mike Woodson card. That's what you went with for that answer. Yeah, I think that'd be high up there. Does Wake Forest have like a legendary coach? I feel like they might. Have, that might be one of those schools that has like a legendary thing. Uh, Danny Manning got fired two years ago as our coach. Iconic, Danny Manning. Well, I think I would go with. Um, I like. A Phil, if there was like a, um, what's his name? I was arguing on the timeline. Don Nelson, Donnie Nelson. I would love a Don Nelson, like, Revolution Galactic out of 100 or something. That's what I would want for my PC. That's fun. That's fun. Well, I know I was arguing viciously this morning about the Kenny Pickett fake slide against Wake Forest. And that got me (laughs) frustrated and annoyed. And it was a stupid slide. Have you me. have you started a Wake Forest binder yet? Has that been part of your being at home plans? Um, unofficially, just due to cards being in flux with a high amount of entropy. I don't know where some of them are. I know I have a Jamie high Lee. amount of entropy. That's that's a new yes. one for us. Chem- so chemistry term. That's a new one for the Young Old Heads podcast. Yes. Card entropy. Can you define card entropy for me? Uh, disorder, scattering, chaos, <laughs> um, delta S. Delta S. Change in, change in S. Change in, change in entropy. Change in entropy. Okay, um, you're going to drop gonna a start... econ term on this podcast, and I'm going to be clueless. People love talking about e- my, me being an econ major, and what I like to tell them is that I didn't really go to class that much. So I don't oh, know gosh. too many of the words. Oh, hush. Oh, hush. Go to class, kids. If you're listening to this and you're a kid, go to class. The most frustrating thing about my... How, how big was Northwestern? How many students? It was like 8,000 students. Okay. Wake was like five to 6,000-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, my classes were always small enough to where it's like... Some of them mandated attendance. 
I remember my senior year, I was in a class for my materials chemistry concentration. And I cut a class or two because it was more like my Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like if I just needed an off day, I just skip all the Tuesday, Thursday classes. Yeah. And like the professor like was upset enough to the extent that he emailed me and he's like, oh, I'm going to catch you up. I'm like, no, no obligation to catch me up. I missed it. I'll get it on my own. Like, yeah. But I was like, man, like just, just let me go like, get an off day. You want to, all right. And that's why I'm unemployed. I, I need to tell my one story about one time I missed. So I was taking this sociology class my freshman year at Northwestern. Absolutely nonsense class. Automatic A. Barely had to go. Yeah. I decide one day, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to learn some shit. I don't know. That was the mood I was in. I go into this class. I walk into the building. There's maybe 100 people outside my building, outside the classroom, like chanting, like, you need to get fired. Like, I don't know, some nonsense about how my professor needed to get hired, how fired, how it was like an absolute travesty. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I asked some girl that I see in my class and she goes, oh, we oh. have someone coming in from some government agency that I won't mention. And that people were pissed that they were getting a platform to speak. And I was like, that is so random. Like the one day I decided to go to class, my class is literally being protested by like over a hundred people ridiculous ridiculous day so and then that, you never went to class again <laughs> then i never went to class again and i was fine so there's there's another spoiler alert but max we said we, we just talked a lot of nonsense today and i love an episode of nonsense to be honest i think every once in a while we need to just do pure card talk instant feelings in the moment and i think this is a good representation of how that is for us right now in this moment that we talked about yeah cards do you have any final parting card talk thoughts that you would like to share with the people did you say card thoughts card talk thoughts <laughs> i love thoughts um, <laughs> not to be confused with thoughts on card talks i know that i am gearing up for my show next sunday in garfield new jersey i am a little burnt out of cards right now might apply for some more jobs instead but <sighs> It's a good problem to have, I guess, with inventory being lower. That means I am doing a good job at selling stuff. But at the same time, I feel like it's difficult to find and outsource stuff to sell. That's my current kind of struggle. Yeah. Even though I mostly go to shows to buy anyway, the fact that I have my inventory. And I feel it's my backpack, my card backpack is smaller. Can we get can we get one prediction from you for baseball playoffs who you're who you're watching closely as the as the playoffs start to come up player or team both well you won't be watching much of aaron judge because the yankees will be eliminated early yeah that sucks i would judge I, i i'm rooting so hard for judge to become a giant next year so i hope that happens so bad Go fuck yourself, <laughs> man. That would I. That would be some real shit if that happens on the podcast. If if Judge really comes to the Giants, he would hit so many bombs. Oh, the Giants once again still have not had a thirty home run guy since Barry Bonds. Never forget my favorite stat. That's like a shitty stat to have as your favorite stat. That's well, like depressing. I know it's fucking depressing, and no one knows it because. I don't know. I feel like that should be one of those things I was talking about. The Giants haven't had a 30 home run guy since Barry Bonds. And they won three. Yeah, not since Barris and Bonds. Barris and Barn in this. But my parting cardboard thoughts are that I love Shipshawana, Indiana, and that if you're in the area, you should 100% make the trip out to that show at least once just because it's kind of cool. 
and it's expanding, which is going to be dope. Um, but it really just brought me back to, like, I was feeling the same way as you, Max, saving up. It's hard to stay motivated when you're, like, not really making too many additions other than, like, the random shit I buy at the shows. But being around those, like, that many people who, like, travel for a distance to come to a show, whether they have, like, millions in their case or just, like, a thousand bucks total or maybe even less. It just, like, gets me hyped about the hobby and reminds me why, like, we talk to each other every week. There's thousands of other people out there talking to each other every week about cards, and it's just fun. It's a fun time to be collecting cards, man. And while some baseball guys might be down, some other guys may be seeing that as an opportunity to collect harder. So that's my parting thought. Collect harder. What are your thoughts? Longer, faster, stronger harder bolder better faster stronger c-a-r-d-s and that's what we'll be talking about next week cards um probably do one more fun week just us and then maybe bring on someone else for a little shake up of the vibes but we'll see um thanks for listening episode 18 the young old heads podcast make sure to follow at young old heads podcast on instagram where we'll be doing a little more interactive supplemental content to the shows and uh at young underscore old heads on twitter where we will shoot the shit with the people as we do so make sure to follow those accounts and to look out next week for another episode so max peace peace